Welcome, my friends, back to Galarian, to the city in the center of the world. The Coins District is abuzz with activity, the Grand Bazaar, a teeming mass of humanity and everything else. Past it, the docks, Westgate, and the puddles sunken into the sea after a terrible earthquake 25 years past. We flow across the Puddles District, a neighborhood where everyone goes by on boats, or at least has very tall boots, to an opera house where something stirs. But before it happens there, we cut away to the Grand Lodge, headquarters of the Pathfinder Society, and our Pathfinders. Where, in this great teeming museum, library, spy organization, do we find our heroes this day? Let's go down the line, uh, as it is in the bottom of my Roll20 page, which is Sam, August, Anya, and Jade. Let's have a little bit of a little vignette describing where your characters are at, what they're doing. Uh, it has been about a week since your adventure in the Grand Archives in the Vault of Boundless Wonder, and as always, the society is a flutter. This is a strange, interesting new adventure the entire society has embarked upon, but there are also other adventures closer to home that you might be needed to do. So, Melinda Melrose, where do we find you this fine autumn day? You find... Melinda, me, hi. I'm reading a book in her dorm. Are we all like housed together? How? What does our housing situation look like here? They've uh, they've definitely got like a like yeah dormitories for agents. You could also live in an apartment in the city if you wanted to. Obviously, it's cheaper to live on the in the Grand Lodge. Um, the lodge is like. It's like one part like postgrad university for adventurers, one part humanitarian aid society, one part librarians without borders. <laughs> it's like the wildest place to be in the wildest city in the world. Um, at least in this world. Uh, though there are <laughs> there's some other wild cities 
on Galarian. Uh, check out the Impossible Lands book if you want to hear about a few of them. Um, All right, well. Be, um, yeah, so I guess up to you. I would like to posit that the dorm situations are... I'm guessing they'd probably batch us together if they had to. I would like to posit that Melinda and H2 are sharing a room because I think that's really fucking funny. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. I'm down with this. Hell yeah. Because we knew each other already, kind of. We were we were adventuring yeah. together for a short amount of time before we came to be adventurers here. So I would say that Melinda Melrose is laying on her bed reading a book that is probably some of the driest shit you've ever heard of it's something like you know a thesis on the effect of protection magic on the texture of 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 the fur of of um of field mice of field mice yeah it's it's something that's like like some grad student was just really into this one particular topic and she is laying on her bed reading it like a schoolgirl. uh seemingly enjoying it greatly mm-hmm. incredible uh h2 are you nearby or are you elsewhere so i'm going to guess there there might be like a courtyard or something with uh some practice dummies there's t- yeah there so there's um so there are three major so the pathfinder society is is split up into a number of factions like the radiant vigil or the Grand Archives, or um, the Horizon Walkers, or something Watchers. Uh, I forget all the names of them. Those are like special like factions. But there's also the three schools: the School of Swords, the School of Spells, and the School of Swords. No, I said <laughs> I said Swords twice. Swords, <laughs> scrolls, and Me spells. Um, and so the so which which is like are both are each run by the various the deans uh who are like masters of those arts and so yeah there's definitely like tons of like martial training areas uh fun adventure like uh, uh, obstacle courses training dummies uh, there's also just tons of great little gardens and uh like statuary and like over the centuries people have just given like incredible art installation to the pathfinder society uh and the grand large is just chock full of weird cool stuff Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a little stereotypical, probably, but H2 is having a go at one of the practice dummies. Um, I think, in contrast to how we've seen her previously being uh, very unhinged, like, all of her strikes are very practiced now. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have muscles for muscle memory, but it's still the same kind of drills, like trying to drill into her circuitry what these swings are supposed to look like before she gets into the heat of battle. Cool. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, so you're, so you're drilling H2. That's uh, very good. You're getting it into your circuitry. There are around you like tons of other students likewise uh, doing uh, that sort of like sword drills. And, like, you might think, right, that it's like, oh, this is this big robot lady, must be and surrounded by a bunch of normal weirdos. Uh, not so. This is the Pathfinder Society. This is the city of the center of the world. There's, like, Gonzi and Tieflings and, and Gnolls uh, and, and all sorts of other, like, people, like, doing their cultural fighting styles and learning from each other. That is the 
that is how uh, the Pathfinders work. Uh, and people are like, wow, that's a that's a cool overhead sword strike. Where did you learn that? You know, like, mm-hmm. um, it's a place where people from everywhere can find something of themselves and something else. But as you are doing that, and as Mindy in uh, her dorm overlooking this kind of area uh, is reading about the, ma- the effects of magic on field mice, fur. The texture of their fur. The texture of their fur. Uh, both of you uh, little runners come by and tell both of you that you have a briefing. And we put away. Uh, to Calamus Palm. Where's our little cactus friend and their little badger friend this time of day? Calamus spends the days probably lounging in the trees around campus. Uh, Just, you know, like it's a hammock, just lounging in the branches with uh, their good friend Digsby, who is probably just as lazy. Mm -hmm. Digsby laying on his back, little badger paws in the air. Yeah, they're just taking a little nap photosynthesizing <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a beautiful beautiful uh, day beautiful morning uh, in the city of the Sun world you hear the, the the rumble of the foreign quarter which is where the uh, the Grand Lodge resides where all of the people who come from all over and interact with places from all over come and go and live their lives um, and as you are uh, doing that, uh, you hear a little voice say, Ahem! Uh, hello? Howdy, partner! Oh, they're good friend. It's, it's photosynthesizing time. What do you need? Oh, shoot. Is it? I didn't... You have to do... You have to... Oh, okay. Um, it is indeed... Rain and cloudy days. Uh, <laughs> the little fungus leshy who does not need the sun because he's a mushroom. Um, Aww. Uh, says, uh, well, I suppose I could come back around in like 15, um, but uh, you got a mission. Oh, yeah. No, you're fine. You don't have to come back. I can. We're about done here. Uh, and then we'll grab Digsby and just sort of float down from the branch. Oh, yeah. All right, come on. All righty, partner, let's go. To the Leshy's toddle on off, and we move to our final, the greatest, smartest, most powerfulest. Mm-hmm. That's the name. I think for Is, she spends a lot of time of like people watching, uh, listening mm-hmm. to gossip. Uh, just watching the shit other people get up to not with any kind of malicious intent Uh, if she was feeling fanciful she might say that she's a student of the mortal condition but yeah uh, she definitely has a certain skull with her whenever she can get away with it though I imagine it keeps being (laughs) she keeps being taken back to the archive just like you, you can't check the skull out of the library like it's a book. It's just like it's a person. Yes, I can. We're friends now. 
It is a person. It, and actually, if if you if you've been making a point of sticking around with Zikarez, um, mm. then you have been privy to a number of little of recent Ooh. discoveries. Oh, absolutely. Such as it has been uh, because Zikarez has been a, 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 a f- the locus of quite a bit of kerfuffle in the Pathfinder society because it has been discovered that Zikarez is not undead and is not an animated skull. Huh? There's a skull. And there is an intelligence inside it, but people, but like the researchers are trying to think, this is a person who was somehow put into a skull. So it's more like a soldier kind of situation. Yeah, but not in like an undead way, which is the weirdest part. Mm-hmm. This is not like a like a like a like an undead spirit uh, possessing mm. a skull. This is like it's whatever it is. It's dreadfully arcane, and so people are starting to think. What if this skull might be from Nex, which is the kind of far to the south on eastern Garund. It is a nation that was founded by a wizard king, also called Nex, and is ruled by a uh, society of, of arch wizards called the Arc Lords or the Council. I think the Council of Seven, of Three and Nine, I forget. Um, and thus you forget. Um, but like, I mean, I'm not people are free of ego. She says to the skull. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how much do you have to love yourself to actually name the city where you live after you? I mean, how much do you have to like hearing the sound of your own name? Well, the city is actually called Quantum. It's the country that's next. That's even worse. To be fair, to be fair, he was following the style of the country because his ancient nemesis, Gab, also founded a country named after himself. What is it with wizards and it always just comes down to measuring against each other it's giggles because <laughs> it's just very mature uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh yeah i don't know um but there has been there's been talk that um Zikris actually might be getting shipped off to quantium to the venture to the pathfinder lodge there to look into seeing what's up mm. um yes uh, and as you, so as you, as you and, and Zikariz are people watching, um, you get, uh, kind of jostled, uh, by a, uh, an old man in rags who says, you know, you'd, you'd want to be a bit, uh, careful with that because anyone could just steal a skull. It's not that hard to steal a skull. I mean, is Getting a skull happen? out of somebody's head <laughs> would probably take a bit of effort unless you had like that what that sword that can just cut a head off instantly, like with one chop. Or are you just talking about like a disembodied skull? In which case, yeah. Yes, I'm I'm talking about this one. And he holds those Zikaris. Uh, but he doesn't get a chance to. I mage hand and pull her back. <laughs> no. That's not yours. Well, <laughs> but bite an old man. I don't think I don't think we've met. Um you should get we've got a briefing. And you are I he kind of uh recedes into a um an alley he says, I this is an old man, thick grey hair, a mm. kind of billy goat beard. I am your boss. Fuck off. Disappears around a corner. 
You can't tell your boss to fuck off. No, as in, that was a shut, as in, like, shut up. It's just like, no, you have to stay as in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fuck off as a state of surprise, as opposed to an instruction. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Though, to be fair, Ist is the sort of person that would probably say fuck off to their boss. I mean, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Did uh, he take uh, Tikris with him? Or if I still got her. Uh, he, he palmed her off of you, and then you took her back. I will head back to the to the lodge and where briefings tend to happen. Because this is Fantastic. still interesting, even if... Mm-hmm. And so the four of you, these Pathfinders... Arrive in one of the great, uh, one of the great many briefing rooms in the Pathfinder Society's Grand Lodge. Um, Rain and Cloudy Days is there. Says, "Howdy, y'all! Welcome, welcome. File in. I got cookies. I got tea. I got sunlight in the window and scrap metal." I take a cookie and nibble on it demurely. I give a cookie to Digsby. I grab, like, five cookies and cram them into my mouth at once. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, Alright, well, I got y'all here. Uh, you're all here. Um, we're just waiting. And then the door bursts open, and that man you saw before came, comes in. Fully just a, a guy dressed in beggar's rags. Um... Old, an old, old man. I'll launch a cookie towards him, fully expecting him to catch it. Uh, he does catch it. Uh, hello! Hello and welcome! Uh, it's good to meet uh, you all. I am Drandal Drang, the venture captain of the Pathfinder Society. I, like, brush off my skirts and stand and give a, like, a polite curtsy, like, it's lovely to meet you. Don't do that. And I call you Dee Dee? I suppose. Cool. Humans have such names. Uh, Adventure Captain Drandall Dring uh, has gray hair, a paunch, cataracts, and a generally unkempt appearance, belying his sharp intellect, wit, enthusiasm, and good sense of humor. So, I hear you all had a bit of a tizzy with the vault last week. Good job. You you fought off an, an evil hag's memories or dreams or something congratulations or something or something now while we've got a lot of plates spinning about that um lady dralneen is 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 looking into a number of the interesting questions posed but while we've got you here i thought i might take advantage of you to do something that i wanted That's not really appropriate. <laughs> oh, but what I want is good. And thus, it's good. You see, we've got an opportunity. I'm, uh, I've got a bit of a special interest in the history of Absalom, this grand city that we live in, the city that was founded by a god and all that nonsense. It's been built, rebuilt, destroyed, rebuilt, built again, and built a third, sixth time over the millennia. And thus, there's quite a bit below our feet that we have no idea about. 
and we have been given, or rather, the opportunity has presented itself for us to find a little bit more out about our forebears, our predecessors. And that is something I think is very cool, and thus, you're going to do it. <laughs> wow. Still better than every boss I've had, <laughs> frankly. What a rich history you humans have. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like down. This sounds dope. Yes. I mean, so I'm... question. Oh yes, uh, but I'm, I'm from here. Like you are. Well, relatively speaking, in the past few years, from here. Like, oh. I know, like, I read. Jade looks at their plus six <laughs> modifier to Absalom Law. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, then you might be just the right person to put in charge of this. To that point. Question. I guess you know about goblins, yes? No. Oh, okay. Well, oh. hopefully somebody else does. Because That's I like need very flat expression, just like no. I there is in this city, in the Puddles district, a king, a goblin king, named Zaskat, who has taken over a playhouse in the Puddle District. It used to be under the control of the Greater Absalom Theatre Society. And he now it is now his kingdom, his castle, and apparently the portal to some sort of uh, catacomb system underneath the city. Uh, recently, uh, in their diggings and, 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 you know, making their home better for themselves, King Zuscott and his people have discovered a passage down. But something discovered a passage up. Some sort of beast or creature or monster that the goblins have not been able to fight off themselves and have thus sealed away. But if we could get down there, destroy this creature, and then look around a little bit, we'd find out all sorts of cool things, I think. Uh, can I make a deception check to make it look like this is the first time I'm hearing about any of this? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god, what is this with? There we go, 19. Nineteen, cool. Uh, if he notices, he is not. He does not comment on it. Okay. Uh, yes. So um, that is the situation. Um, we've been making some inroads, uh, some goblin pathfinders. Obviously, one of them is is our dear new, is our friend Istia, um, making connections as we do with every uh, group of people that we can come into contact with. Uh, we've been given the opportunity to entreat this goblin king for entrance into these catacombs or sewers or whatever um, uh, lay behind below the playhouse. Uh, I would like for you to go there to parley with this Goblin King to make sure you deal with whatever is endangering them and then find out any interesting information you can about the history of our fair city. Like which layer of your city? Exactly! <laughs> oh, brother. All right. Any questions? Any uh, quibbles? Anyone want to make a recall knowledge check? I would love <laughs> to make a recall knowledge check. Can I use uh, a specific question? 
I have a, I mean, I'm not going to use it, but I do have a thing called Pocket Library. Okay. That lets me call forth a tome from an extra-dimensional library to make a recall knowledge check better. Pretty cool. Um, you could roll lore. It is pretty cool. It is a level one spell, unfortunately, so I think I maybe won't use it, but, like, I'm thinking about it. So you could roll <laughs> Absalom lore or Absalom history or something like that or society. Uh, can um, I roll archaeology? Yeah. Cool. I got a 22. 22! Fantastic. <laughs> it is known that there are certainly ancient structures below what is now called the puddles. In the past, such places have been troubled by corporeal undead, such as ghouls, ghasts, skeletons, and zombies. Older residents of the area tell stories of screams that would occasionally seem to emanate from somewhere deep beneath the streets. Well, that's not good. Love when your streets scream. Now, I'm not from here, but screaming from under the streets sounds maybe a little bad. We should probably check on that. Indeed. Like, we're, that's, that's kind of our job, right? I mean, I know we're not, I'm just sort of looking around like, I know we're not c- cops, but. No, know. thank God, no. <laughs> yeah, that would be a nightmare. Yes. We'd have to tell uh, you if we were. A-cat. To be fair, um, um, in, in uh, <laughs> the puddles, the, the, there is not much of a guard presence in the puddles. The, uh, the city watch mostly leaves it alone. There's a group called the Muckruckers who are, halfway between a town militia and vigilante team uh, who try to keep the peace, but unfortunately they are not uh, equipped to deal with this thing any more than the goblins are. So, I mean, helping out a neighbor's not never a bad thing to do for a pathfinder. Especially if you get to learn something cool. How long ago was this creature reported? Uh, just a few days, I believe. Okay. Um, all right. Well, if that's all, I will leave you to it. Best of luck. Oh, right. Right. Iando Klein, uh, the leader of the, uh, what's it called? Um, the Vigilant Seal, right? They're the faction of the society who are like, oh, don't open that. It's got an evil ghost in it. <laughs> he would very much like for you to make sure that nothing evil or destructive or dangerous is unearthed in this. Um, you know, make if there's like, you know, an ancient evil slumbering beneath the city that could kill us all, uh, deal with it. Yes? <laughs> um, is it, um, this feels above our pay grade. <laughs> uh, yeah, what is this? Well, there's some very small evils. I don't trust. <laughs> You're Pathfinders! Hey, this job, is your so whole let's go. It's, it's your job. <laughs> and I have the ut. You've already fought off an, a Night Hag's dream self and, and saved uh, young Master Rain. I have the utmost confidence in your skills, capabilities, and success. I'm not one to question a paycheck. Well, that makes one of us. Let's go, <laughs> team. All right. Have a good time. I'm going to go back to what I was doing. And he uh, pulls out a tin cup and starts rattling coins in it. I think our boss is crazy. I think our boss might be homeless. It's the best way to see the city. People always don't look at you if you're homeless. It's just... I mean, 
I'm homeless. That is 100% the case. Uh, Jay, uh, he was he has been asked about this before, and he said, tongues are looser around the poor, and a beggar needs no magic to make himself invisible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rain and Cloudy Day says, well, all right. Um, I hope the cookies help. Have a great day. Thanks, Rain and Cloudy Day. H2 picks up a cookie, looks at it, puts mm-hmm. it back down. Oh no! Uh, he he did also uh, 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 leave out some like metal shavings. <laughs> I mean, he did, but Rain specifically called out the cookies. Mm-hmm. Fucking wow! Yeah, I think uh, Calamus will fill up a little baggie of cookies for Digsby. <laughs> there's definitely there's definitely a pouch on Melinda's waist that is now full of cookies, but like. Somehow, none of you guys saw her put them in there, but, like, there is now a pouch that Digsby will at least be able to smell. There's cookies. Mm-hmm. She stole some. She took a bunch. They're like, they're like, um, they're you like granola pa- bar cookies. Oh, so, yeah, well, so, like, oatmeal raisin cookies, you mean? Yeah. Or, like, oatmeal chocolate chip. Ooh, we love a good oatmeal chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you have to, uh, bat Digsby away from that. <laughs> and so here you are left in the uh your little meeting room with just the fours of you i would suggest wearing something you don't mind getting wet i don't wear clothes <laughs> <laughs> to be fair the comment was mostly directed at mindy <laughs> mindy looks pained oh h2 like pats her gently on the shoulder and is just like well worst case scenario you can just burn the clothes <laughs> i'm gonna prepare three of my how many slots do i get for um for cantrips five you get five slots for cantrips and i believe you three get of to... those are going into press digitation oh well that's God. that's not you don't need to do that no no you need you just have to pick of your cantrips five that you have access to today how many times can i use them each in their cantrips you can use them cantrips i can keep using them thank fuck yes i don't (laughs) have to prepare cantrips that way no and you and you and you can you have three spell slots you could prepare a spell into okay uh also before you head out does anyone want to want to rack their brains and see what they know about the goblins in the puddle district I gently shake it, step side down, rattling the knowledge <laughs> out like loose change. Oh my god. <laughs> not really, not really, but, you know. That visual is just... Mwah. I mean, I can roll if you want. I want to know what bonus I get to this. Uh, if you want to just have it be the... You just have the information. I do. I'm possibly not going to share very much, but, you know. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you what 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 you this the, probably the information that that I'll that I, that I'm going to say are, is the information that is good enough for you to share okay. uh, that isn't too big a deal too yeah. incriminating, um, hmm. which is that one uh, the crooked toes goblins uh, are led by Zuzgust, uh, or no Zuzgut, uh, who is ex- obsessed with performance and acting. His tribe has taken over the old playhouse in the Puddles district that no one else wants because the Puddles are slowly sinking. They recently arrived a few years ago uh, with uh, some 
people from Last Wall in the wake of the destruction of the uh, city of La- of the country of Last Wall by the Whispering Tyrant Tarbafon, uh, the greatest lich to ever unlive, uh, who even now gathers power on the Isle of Dread, on Lake Incarthen, far to the north. That's not important. What is important is that Zuscut is kind of frustrated by the lack of enthusiasm from his tribe towards theatrical pursuits and would love extra help from anyone interested. So Ist will sort of share that much as uh, the group are heading out of the lodge and uh, downtown towards the puddles. Mm -hmm. All right. And so uh, you all head south out of the foreign quarter and into the puddles. Uh, There are little taxi boats going to and fro. There are um, like sidewalks on pontoons that people are kind of walking along. There's also plenty of people in uh, waist-high rubber pants and boots, wellies and such. Um, How are you uh, moving through the puddles? Stompily. Riding on someone's shoulder. I'm guessing we had some time to go back and change our clothing in the meantime. That was time to get changed before we left, for sure. Yeah, yeah certainly. Uh, wearing... Can I ride on... Uh... Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Can I ride on uh, Ishu's shoulder? Yeah, I mean... I don't want to drown. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, uh, uh, Digsby is kind of uh, badger paddling alongside you. <laughs> So are we like you said we like walking in like ankle deep water? Oh no! Uh, like hip <laughs> hip deep water. Hip deep water. Great. Yeah, yeah I would drown. <laughs> uh, there's also uh, you would float. You're a, a, a cactus. Um, You're not supposed to overwater your cactus. <laughs> that's fair. Um, uh, but like I said, there's also. I mean, I can lead us along some of the pontings and like high ground. Yeah, there's like pontoon floating floating sidewalk uh like pontoons and there's taxi taxi skiffs going to and fro. Uh it's not like an adventure in and of itself going through the puddles, but it is strange, you know, like uh most of the city is this gleaming not glistening, not like not like pristine, but it's like, you know, a kind of dingy, dirty like metropolis. But this is like fully, this is a neighborhood that is sinking into the water, going, falling into the sea. And there's not much anyone can do about it because it was an earthquake that did it. Uh, but people are, you know, people do as they will and they're living. You guys want to walk or you want to pay for a skiff? I would prefer to pay for a skiff, please. <laughs> oh buddy. Um I haven't you got the money for one, Mindy? Um probably. How much is it? I will flag for the skiff mm-hmm. um because I don't want Mindy to get fleeced for the tourist that she <laughs> clearly is. Obviously yeah. is. Um Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, do we still have all of the stuff from our last adventure? Do we get to keep that shit? Uh, yeah, you get mo- you got to keep most of it, nice. um, except for the crystal key and the uh, dagger. Mm. I got to keep the dagger of venom, though, right? Yeah, you got to keep the dagger of venom. Oh, did I get to keep the plus one breastplate? Yeah. Oh, I took that off. I'm putting it back on now. Oh yeah, back on. <laughs> you know? Loot. Loot. That's you know it's 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 part of it's one of it's part of your benefits package. <laughs> Uh, you get you get the first you get first roll on the armor uh, uh, on the armor table, <laughs> nice, or whatever they call it in in WoW. Yeah, but so uh, you come up, you get a skiff, you you kind of move through this this sinking city, and you arrive at the playhouse, uh, once the home of the Greater Absalom Performing Arts Guild. It is uh, roughly square shaped pretty big um inside there's a vestibule a smaller theater in the round black box theater several rooms that were once offices and then a huge auditorium style theater um that you head into let me put you on the map oh boy there are goblins they are goblins i'm gonna let ist take a point here uh, indeed, as you arrive, uh, oh, I've got, a, I've got a thing. Flickering torches fail to illuminate this large auditorium within the mostly ruined playhouse. Hints of the former beauty and majesty of the buildings are marred by the smell of mildew and ever-present water puddles. The northern end of the space is occupied by a raised stage with a large chair that must have once been used as a throne in a theatrical production long ago. Goblins move throughout the room. Some gathered in small clusters, roasting food over open fires, others sleeping in what remains of the auditorium's chairs. On the crumbling balcony, a goblin choir rehearses, each member singing a different song, or perhaps the same song with different words, lyrics, and tempo. Goblin children chase each other about, their leashes dangling from their necks as they screech and shout. Occasionally, a leash catches on a bit of furniture or rubble, bringing the wearer crashing to the ground while their companions laugh uproariously. From atop the throne, a voice rings out, cutting across the chaos, clear and enunciated, although obviously still a goblin. Oh-ho! What's this? Another group looking to throw their hats into the ring, as it were. Probably the Pathfinders I was expecting. There is an angry yell from a group of humans wearing armor and bearing sheathed weapons dimly visible near the stage. The goblin turns and addresses the interruption for the grousing warriors. Now, now, did I ever say anything about exclusive rights? I don't think I did. So, Pathfinders, I'm sure you've heard about our little trouble with a creature in the basement. What is it? Your organization is willing to do for my kingdom, and why should I let you go instead of these fine folks? Uh, you see a bunch of annoyed-looking mercenaries standing on the stage. You see on the balcony, in a throne, a goblin king. Uh, uh, he is wearing patchwork blue royal robes. Uh, probably made from the doublet of some uh, play, as well as a uh, patchwork scrap metal crown. Yeah, Calamus is just going to point at Ist. Like, we, oh! We're on your side. 
You've brought yourself a goblin ambassador. Clever, clever. More than these folks thought to do. Uh, behind him, there is a much older goblin, uh, Velkik, uh, who is a priestess of Serenray, the goddess of, um, of redemption and flame. Goblins love flame. Uh, I take uh, a step forward and do a very sort of elaborate, dare I say, theatrical bow, very like hmm. close, like curtain call esque, like like arms wheeling, and then a low bow, and like fully projecting. Oh, glorious Majesty, King of the Goblins, the Pathfinder Society is here in the utmost spirit of humility, accepting your greatness and your sovereignty here in the puddles and seek to rid you of the demon at your door in exchange for the knowledge that they may find beneath. And we humble Pathfinders do solemnly request an opportunity to prove ourselves not just to the Pathfinder Society or Senator, but to your good self. And as I come up from the bow, I wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I curtsy. Uh, give me a diplomacy check. I will tell you, this is a, a chance for you to all earn some favor with the Goblin King uh, through artistry, bribery, or flattery. Gee, <laughs> uh, I wonder. I have none of those. <laughs> yeah, I'll... um. Oh, well, can, yeah, now I'll roll diplomacy. Do I have any kind of bonus here? Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll fa- factor that into the DC. Okay. 21. 15 on the die. Hell yeah. That's critical success. Uh, so you get two favor points. Just keep Fuck that in yeah. mind. Um, as uh, everyone make a perception check as well. Ooh, nat one. I don't see fucking anything. Incredible. Uh, so H2, you look up at the Goblin King, and you can tell that he has actually already made up his mind, uh, but is still making you all do this. <laughs> um, Ist, you also notice that. You and H2 also both hear someone go, Hey, isn't that Ist? And then someone else goes, Shh, it's part of the show. Wow. <laughs> um, so that's Ist's, uh, that is Ist's, uh, thing. Ist has won a, a critical success, uh, gotten two favor points. Uh, who else would like to s- step forward? Like to impress them? Yeah, I'll turn to the others just like, look, just make a show of it. Uh, Calamus will tell me if I can do this. Can mm-hmm. I produce a bouquet of flowers that match the one on my head? Sure. I don't know what that role would be, but... Uh, that could be... Uh, not bribery. You could roll performance. Hmm, let's see. Or just fl- or just flattery uh, with dis- with diplomacy. Uh, the, that one looks better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um. yeah. Woohoo! That's another 21. That, for you, unfortunately, is just a success, gaining one favor point. <laughs> You have a total of three now. He says, ah, your goblin speaks well for you. And what king could turn down a lovely bouquet of brain flowers? 
I cannot believe I have given Zach the opportunity to do his fucking best Guy Ritchie, and I have done this <laughs> by my accent choice. Fucking Alamus <laughs> will knock on their head with their, uh, like, this. Like, yep, straight from the old noggin. These will burn beautifully in our oh. performances. Oh. I look. It's good. Mm. Beautiful, I'm sure. Goblins love to burn things. It is, a, it is a sign of, of of affection to burn things. Uh, that is, that's what I intended for you to do with them. Thank you. Mm. Yes. Melky, take these. Says, of course, my lord. Uh, does anyone else have anything you want to say? I'm just going to take my uh, extremely large witch hat, wizard hat, whatever, and do an elaborate like curtsy and say, uh, from... From the far off distant land of Ustalov, I bring greetings, um, and, uh, t- tidings. And like, I, I'm, I'm trying, she's trying so hard, man. She's, she mm-hmm. gives like the biggest curtsy. She does not know how to do diplomacy good in the presence of goblins. Or rather, she doesn't mm-hmm. quite know what goblin diplomacy looks like, uh, but she's doing her best. Can I whisper something to Mindy to help? Yes. Sure. Just like, Look, just pull something out of your pocket and then burn it. Just like you press the digitation, oh. just go poof, like flash paper. Go down a tree. Ooh, I can do that. She reaches into her uh the pouch of spell materials, pulls something out and goes, And I bring you fire. And she like pu- pulls her hand <laughs> up and just a big ball of flame goes whoosh out of her palm. She like looks like she, she tries to like look like she's pulling it out of her hat or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a performance check. Oh, yeah. Performance? Not my strong suit, but that's okay. You're trained in it, right? I am not. Oh, I am, actually. Never mind. I got an eight. Yeah. You've got two hero points if you want to spend one. I'm I'm going to spend one to re-roll that. All right. 25! Oh, yeah. well, oh. 20. well, hot damn. That's two, hot hero, damn. That's two uh, victory uh, favor points. Um, okay, uh, how do I get rid of mine? Like a, just put it back in the deck? Just drag it uh, out. Yeah, just click your, click the hand, the card hand, and then the, drag it out. Now it's on the uh, remove. Yeah, okay, cool. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so as you do this, like, <laughs> that was mighty impressive. Me and mine, we moved through Ustalov on our trek south from Lastwall. Are you still having vampires and like werewolves and shit? Um, <laughs> very likely, yes. That that doesn't really stop. That's kind of our thing. Fascinating, fascinating, truly. Um, uh, very, very fond of some of the poetry I heard on our travels. Um, H two, do you want to say anything? H two, because I have zero in diplomacy. Well, look, okay, I have a proficiency of two in diplomacy. H2 is going to pull out a couple of coins and be like, I believe people enjoy currency. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, they do. Um, that's actually pretty good. That was a good... Uh, you didn't even... Like, you could give him... If you give him 20 silver pieces, two gold pieces, that's a, fo- a favor point. <laughs> oh. So we're now up to six. Nice. You're up to six. Yeah, I was gonna give him. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, I do have 
two gold pieces, so I was going to give him a couple of gold pieces. My, my subjects will relieve you of, and then you just, a bunch of goblins just swarm you and take your money. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he steeples his fingers. And if you see, he kind of winks at you back <laughs> and says, he sits thinking for a while and springs to his feet and points a finger into the sky. I know. I know what we must do, my friends. We will have a contest, an audition. You can read lines from my play. The goblins cheer. The mercenaries groan. He squints at them. Since you got here first, you can go first. Curtains go up in two minutes. At this news, another cheer goes up from the Kokoto goblins, and they begin to crowd towards the stage. And he pulls a little uh, a little script and tosses it down to you. And I will share We Be Heroes, the play. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to quickly read this. Apologies. <laughs> no, no. you And you got time because you're second. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so everyone take a look at it. Talk amongst yourselves. Decide as the other group goes up and has to fucking read the play and try to do it. And this is a bunch of just normal mercenaries. <laughs> Rest in piss to those guys. Um, so, so we have to perform this? That is what Zoskut has, has demanded of you. The Goblin King. Okay. I will take the part of Mitzi, a wolf, not a dog. I think we should maybe let Digsby play the... <laughs> Roll with less in the way of actual speaking H2. That would be kind of hilarious, but if <laughs> hey, H2 hey, really. Digby, Digby. <laughs> Can you say wolf? Good enough. Perfect. <laughs> I'm proud of you, buddy. Tosses a cookie. <laughs> Can I mix up uh, just with the random crap in my back? I do have crafting. Can I make up mm -hmm. a little pair of, like, wolf ears to put on Digby's head? <laughs> sure. Thank you. I will do this. Uh, up on stage, the mercenaries begin the performance, and they are terrible. Not even funny terrible. Just terrible. Oh. Uh, they read woodenly and mostly just stand on stage looking uncomfortable in their armor with their swords. Uh, as if reciting lines, a teacher has required them to memorize. The goblins are throwing rotten fruit and bits of wood, some of it on fire. Mm -hmm. Oh, fire's good. They like them. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't throw fire at me, Alfred. <laughs> I'm very flammable. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it looks like we need to figure out Crimsy, Grinek, Scythorn. Is is Zuzgut reading his own part in this play, to be clear? Or do we need to also read him? Uh, no, he will... Okay. He is do you want to be Zuzgut? <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Three, four, five, six, I feel like we should seven. have the goblin be Zuzgut. So there's seven parts, and there's... Well, Digby's playing one of four... them. Yeah, so there's six parts. So there's six parts left, and there's four of us. I mean, there's not that many lines. 
It's true. We might need to double cast some people. Who wants to play the human? Ew. I Mindy, do you, want, do you mind playing the human? <sighs> I'll endure it, yes. <laughs> Mitzi, the uh, Mindy, the human wizard. <laughs> I think she's half elf, but yes. She, I thought she was uh, half elf. To be oh, are you? Yeah, oh, that's okay. why she's like, yes, I'll, put, I'll play the human. To be fair, the other half is human, usually. Usually? Uh, I can take on whatever two. Which two do you want, H2? I will play Pizzazz because I also find people appreciate my singing. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, I'll do Crimsy. Next round. Yeah, I'll do Grenek as well. As long as somebody else picks up uh, Sea of Thorn. Uh, I oh. can do Sea of Thorn. Yeah, right. All right. And so, the time has come. As the other mercenaries are booed off stage, <laughs> uh, Zuskat looks to you uh, with the playbill at hand and says, Well, take your stage, my friends. All right. Um, All right. I will grab a box to stand on as a throne. Mm hmm. And, and I will uh, and, and says, whip my headscarf off and mm-hmm. put it around my shoulders to look like a regal. I will, as the um, as a director of this fine theatrical uh, piece of art, will be reading the stage directions. Most gracious, your majesty. Most gracious. All right. Marks, people. That means stand where you need to stand. Oh, all right. Uh, I scuttle over to where they're supposed <laughs> to stand. All right. Rise of the Goblin Heroes. A true and accurate account by Zuska, King of the Goblins in Absalom. At V scene I. I see. Enter Zuskut. Crimsy. Gradek. Seathorn. Mitzi. A wolf. Not a dog. Pizzazz. And Ulthun. A human. I jump up on top of the box. I see the great heroes have returned. But who is this with you? Speak, brave knight. Uh, Oh, mighty chief of the goblins, whose wit and skill are unsurpassed. I am called Ulthan, watcher lord of Lastwall. Alas, that land has been overrun by undead and is no more. I do like a dramatic um, swoon. Uh, I (laughs) hop down off the box. Uh, dropping the headscarf just for a second. It's true. Undead everywhere. Uh, but we helped them escape the long shanks, not the undead. Imagine it. Imagine it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Calamus gives a little poke to Digsby. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. I helped collapse the tunnel behind us. It was great. I found people who appreciate my singing. Here, let me show you. Ahem. Quiet. Chief speaking. Please, my lord, we beseech you and ask the help of your mighty tribe. We are but mere humans and lack the cleverness and skill needed to escape the clutches of the undead. Will you aid us? Helping back onto the box. Of course, of course. (laughs) Crooked toes, my people, hearken to me. 
Now is the time foretold, the time when the Longshanks would come before us in desperate need. Hop down off the box. We help too! We know how to fight undead Longshanks. Yes, Mitzi will tear them apart with wolfish fierceness. Nudges. That's me again. And I will compose a war song to lift our hearts. Uh, uh, Mm. (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. We need my catapult. I think we need to hurry. No time for catapults or songs. Prepare for the journey south and into our destiny. We be heroes. We be we heroes. Be heroes. We, we be heroes. heroes. We, we be heroes. We be heroes. Nudges V again. <laughs> Everybody roll. Uh, he goes start. Everybody roll performance. <laughs> oh boy. Can I keep my nat 20 performance check from earlier? Uh, no, that was for a different thing. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> but everyone succeeded. Yay. So yeah. 18 to 17, a 21, and a 12. The 12 is a little – is close, but with that great performance, uh, H2, you managed to push it over. <laughs> the goblins cheer. They lose their fucking minds over it. And after time, <laughs> Zuscut raises his hands in silence. Most of the goblins quiet down or wander off. Well, that was exciting. But now it's time for the tough decision. He pauses dramatically, and somewhere nearby, a goblin beats a drum. (laughs) In a rhythm reminiscent of a heartbeat. It's a difficult choice. Zuska continues, drawing out the moment. But I have to say that one performance, he pauses as the drum continues to beat, was better than the other. Another pause. Today, the winner is, he pauses again, and now the goblins are all paying close attention. The Pathfinders! Yay! A cheer rises up at his words. Uh, the mercenaries... Just look confused and annoyed and walk away. <laughs> Me too, buddy. Fucking amateurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this? All right. Very well, very good. Slides down the banister. So, the problem is in the basement where a gigantic monster has taken up residence that we're not entirely sure what it is. It's got very bigness. And sharpness of teeth, and is green. That's about what we know. That's some things. You see anything like that before, Calamus, on your travels? You know animals, right? Uh, can I, 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 can I find out if I've seen anything like that before on my travels? Yeah, roll a nature check. Uh, uh yeah. Fuck yes. Twenty-five. Uh, so he is describing. Something that is big, sharp-toothed, and green. That's not really a lot to go on. But it's, it's in the sewer. It's a gay And you're, it's, it sounds like it might be a crocodile. Uh, yeah. So, Calamus of the group, like, sounds like a croc to me. I beg your pardon? A crocodile. Ah, all right. I thought you meant like a, you know, like, oh, shit. Oh, no. No, those are usually not green. 
I hope. That's bad <laughs> if they're green. Goblins. Mm. I, I guess if you're goblins and it's green, it's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, Heroic Pathfinder, I wish you all the luck in your travels down below. Um, hello, darling. You all right? And I switched to Goblin. <laughs> just like, I'm trying <laughs> to play it cool. I'm, I'm just so proud of my little, da, 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 da. My little <sighs> Goblin-y. Dad, can we not do this right now? Of course, yes, yes. I, I, I played it. I played it cool. It's just you so, did. It's, it's such Truly a good a performance <laughs> that is unparalleled in the great stages so of Absalom. cool. <laughs> oh, yes. this, this I love you. A lot. Yeah, Laura, I love you too, Dad. Come on. <laughs> Switch oh, back to Kill common. the fucking monster. <laughs> Thank you, Your Majesty. Um. <laughs> just try to shove everybody towards the basement <laughs> that I obviously know the way to. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so it goes. So, Istrid Nethis, Zuskit will warn you, everything below the, 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 the playhouse's floor, everything below that fills with water every day as the tide washes in and out. They are submerged for roughly six hours at a time and open for the next six, which means you have a six-hour time limit for this adventure. Awesome. Water levels below your feet will vary from one foot to one inch. It's not deep enough to cause difficulty or require swimming, but it is dark. It's very dark. And only one of you, or two of you, I think it is, might also, has dark vision. I have dark vision. I'm half elf. Oh, did you take the dark vision uh, yeah, feet? You have everyone. you have low light vision by default as oh. a half elf you have to opt into dark vision for a lot of uh, let's see if i do have dark vision then i have low light vision i do not have dark vision fuck me i guess yeah goblins are mm -hmm. actually one of the few that do yeah and uh as does uh h2 as an android no as a sorry as a, as a automaton those are different things in pathfinder hmm. uh -huh. i have a question Tell me what you think about me. <laughs> uh, I have to double check how where Leshies fit in. We have low light. Uh, was that a question? Sorry, what was your actual question, August? <laughs> um, I have a question. Do do I need to breathe? <laughs> I think. So. Uh, let me check. My it it's unclear. It does. It is not explicitly called out what yay or nay in my constructed body uh, feature. You don't need to eat or drink, and you don't need to sleep, but you still need a daily period of rest. So I would say that because it doesn't say that you don't have to breathe, you do have to breathe. Okay. I think you can still be affected by, like, airborne poisons and stuff like that, which implies that the body moves air through it. Yeah, like f your fans and stuff. Okay. Your sick cool. liquid cooling system. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to submerge your... Uh... Your fan technology and water. Yeah, don't draw. Yeah, water resistant is not the same thing as waterproof. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, you also, by default, only have low light vision. Did you take the arcane eye or. Who, me? Yeah. No, I, I only have low light vision. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't no, take I'm... anything to bump it up to dark vision. 
All right. Okay, then I've got you. All right. I'm going to cast light (laughs) on my staff. I have a mechanical torch, too. Oh, nice. You do have any mechanical torch. So yeah, if you'd like, well, you would need to have your uh, hand uh, a hand free to use it though, which means you wouldn't be able to use your great act, great sword. Oh, that's true. I'm gonna cast light on my staff. Okay. While people are arguing about how we're gonna see, I'm I'm imagining this this is happening in character as we're standing near the dark, like the dark portal, or the just or like the dark, the entrance to the basement, and we're like, can you see? Can no. You see? Can no. you see? Can you see? No. Fuck. What are we gonna do here? How are we gonna see? Do this. Everybody's arguing. Uh, to be fair, I feel like can Digsby see? I feel it's just more chill. Just like this is not an issue. <laughs> just is like sat there waiting. Yeah, I I mm-hmm. just like thump my staff onto the floor, and the sort of head of it just starts glowing. Full Gandalf mode. Full Gandalf mode. I don't think there's a crystal in this one, but like I haven't designed her staff yet, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. What is Digsby's vision status? Uh, oh, right. I was going to check that as well. He's... I think badges have low light. Hmm. I was going to use yeah. him as my guide. Seeing I must lit. Yeah, he has low light vision and scent. So he needs to be able to see. Um, but, you know, uh, if with that, you can see with the light. Uh, it, it, it sheds light like a torch. 20 feet bright light, 20 feet dim light, which is, should be plenty. So, you descend, lit by the staff of your friend, Mindy Melrose. Twisted and bloated, the wooden stairs connecting the main floor and basement are slick and saturated with water. The walls are covered in algae, and the ceiling is coated with black mold, while old furniture and props from the theater are piled in the corners in soggy, crumbling heaps. Small crustaceans and numerous insects occasionally peek from the detritus or scramble into cracks in the shadow pools of the floor. The smell of rot and salt water hangs damp in the air. And as you turn the corner... You see, one, a section of the brick wall crumble into a heap, creating an opening into a larger area beyond, and next to it, hungry and angry, you find the thing that the goblins sealed away.
Hi, it's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!